This is vlog number nine, I believe. And next week uh, is going to be Shivasa Batamas. I think we're off. Um, most probably. Let's see, maybe we'll come up with something, but assume that we're off. Okay, so I want to share some amazing feedback. Again, I encourage people, whether you're listening live or whether you're um, tuning in to the recordings, you're welcome to send comments to me. Uh, I try to read all of them and uh, respond to some of them. And um, so we had some amazing feedback just from, from a previous VOD. So I want to share that's not our topic for today, but it's very chashiv. So we mentioned the idea that Rabbi Cyril uh, Salanter had emphasized the idea of Misa, right? We said it, it's all about getting rid of Akpada or Hashem. We got to a point where we realized it's about Machshab, Dibur, and Misa, thinking, speaking, and action. And the Chiddush, a little bit in that, is the action part. Machshab, everybody understands Dibur is something that we're involved in more or less, so we should be involved in. And then there was Misa. What's Misa? So Rabbi Cyril Salanter uh, believed and acted and would often do something if someone uh was had angered him or given him something to be grudgeful about he would go and do something specifically for the person and that was Rabbi Sol's grand eitzah which we said was like a magical thing so one of the chaverim writes that it sounded good on paper and he attempted to put it into practice and i found that it worked for me dot 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 miserably i love this right Bullseye, why do i love this because we're not here to say we're not here to say divrei torah we're here for this for people working with the ideas, putting things in their toolbox, trying them out, seeing what works and doesn't work, and then going deeper into the topic, as we'll see here. While feeling resentment towards another for perceived infraction, I reciprocated by doing for them a kindness, which, which actually drove in, into me deeper <laughs> the feeling of bearing animosity. The very act of giving to the other actually wedged into myself more deeply the arrogant thoughts of entitlement. Okay, so that means Ruby Searle's uh, eight to work the opposite for this cover, right? And then he says, uh, okay, well, saucer, et cetera. But here's the point I want to get to. So there are no tricks, obviously. Rather, someone saying this is the resolution this cover wrote to, well, Ruby Searle says it works, and for him it didn't work. So what's up, right? He's not lying, and Rabbi Salanter is not lying. So what's going on? So here's the suggestion, which I didn't think a lot about. I'm just sharing that with everybody. We have to say that the action is only as good as or is intent or is dependent on the intention behind it. You have to want to forgive the other and not bear resentment, which makes a lot of sense. In other words, I would still I would still affix the word magical to it, but there is a condition to the magic, right? And the condition is that you have to uh, want to forgive someone, right? If you're sitting angry at the person, you just happen to do something, then it's not going to work. Only then can action reinforce this desire. Then he mentions that he heard very often Rav Leichter, my Rebbe, say this point a thousand times in reference to the Chinuch's famous principle of that after the heart, um, after the action, does the heart move, right? We find a lot of people do things and it doesn't affect their heart. So Rav Leichter says, yeah, you have to want your heart to move in that direction and then the action can work. Okay, so that was, so because that great feedback, thanks so much. So again, the, the idea was that Rabbi Sorol had said that actions get rid of Akpada. This Chavar tried that, didn't work, and his resolution was because he didn't actually want to get rid of the Akpada so much, and that's what we're going to have to do. Okay, outstanding. Okay, which gets us next to where we are. So, so we were working on Bitachon, um, and we said that we have to see that people are messengers, right? We'll see that people are messengers, people are Shlichem of Hashem, 
then it will be uh, will be able. And again, this is a mind thing now. Back to Machshava. Be talking is certainly Bikar in the Machshava, but we'll see that's a little bit deeper than the Machshava in a few moments. That the way to deal with Hakpada, right, is that we're very much seeing the person, the organization, the boss, uh, the girl, right? Some people have tremendous Hakpadas on people they dated, sometimes very unreasonable Hakpadas on people they dated. You know, he didn't like you. He's not mechuyiv to like you. She's not mechuyiv to like you. you. Don't have akpada on for it. It's always strange to me when people complain to that about that. You know, <laughs> they led you on too long. You can have akpada. Someone didn't like you. You know, not everybody likes everybody. But anyway, that's just a side point. Um, but I know some people have real akpada. I met a girl one time. I just couldn't believe it. You know, let go. It's years later. Just let go. You want? You really want to have such akpada on a person? Come on, you don't want that. But anyway, that's just a little bit of a side point. But so he said, you have to see that bitachon, coming from Hashem. Now, last week we mentioned uh, Yosef's tzidkus. Yosef's tzidkus, lo Hashem shla, lo atem shlachani, elokim shlachani, right? Yosef so clearly, uh, from Pshuto Shemikra, from the simple interpretation and understanding of the Chumash, we see how much and how deeply Yosef saw so clearly that what was happening was just from Hashem. We would say he had his head on so straight, and, and I invite anybody who's having problems with this Parsha to relearn, you know, in a simple way. Just let the story talk to you. Read it in English. Take out your art scroll, uh, Tanakh. One of my favorite objects, my art scroll, Tanakh. It's not mine, it's the Yeshiva's, but I have the same one at home. One of my most used books, the art scroll, Tanakh. What a job. Take out the art scroll, Tanakh. You can read it in English. Read the story, savor the story, embrace the story, learn from the story. Okay, but that was Yosef. But we find by David, of course, David's whole life. It really is another parsha. Really, you have to learn Tanakh a little bit because, you know, the stories of Hakpada and different things happening to people is really David's story. It's Joseph's story. Uh, these were real people, right, who lived in an incredible way, but things happened to them. David, of course, was uh, attacked by his son and Shimi. So David's well, not Shimi with an ayin, okay? Not a name that we use today. Shimi ben Gera. David's running away from Avshalom. And uh, then the fellow named, a, low, a low-level person named Shimmy came and pelted him with stones. And he said to him some nice words. I'll read in English and I'll read in Hebrew. Go out, go out, you man of bloodshed. You base man. Hashem is repaying you for all the blood of the house of Shaul, who in whose stead you have reigned and has given over the kingdom to the hand of Avshalom, your son. Behold, you are now afflicted because you are a man of bloodshed. Okay, not very nice, right? We wouldn't appreciate it if someone said that to us. curse in God's name. Beaten Hashem again. It's confident. Why, 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 why? Another place, David refers to Shimi's klala, his curse. Curse. We don't, you don't hear too many people cursing each other today, thank God. Something to avoid at all costs. Um, but David says he gave me a klala nimretzis, which means like a very, um, how do we translate nimretzis? Like very like active, very um, powerful, energized. Klala nimretzis. The Gemara in Shabbos, of Darshans, I don't remember the whole thing, but nimretzis is an acronym. It stands for Noe, if you called him an adulterer. 
uh, Mem was, I think, a Moavi. Reish was a Rode for Rotzeach. Every letter of the word Nimret said the Gemara Darshan to say another uh, compliment that uh, Shimi had given to David. Right here, he just so he calls him a man of blood. He's really nailing him. What's David's response? David says, so they wanted, they said to, uh, David got some suggestions to kill Shimi. And then David said, God has told him to do it. God has told him to do it. That's what David's response was. To this terrible klola that Shimi gave him, he said David told him that Hashem told him to do it. So there you see again, I won't say it as um, moving as Yosef, but again, we see from Gedoli uh, Dorenu, not Dorenu, Gedoli Adorot, the great man, great men of our heritage, that they had this attitude to see past things. By the way, it's, it is notable that, of course, David told Shlomo he should get Shimi killed, which Shlomo did, so not for now. Great lesson in how Shlomo got Shimi killed. So Shimi, David did feel that Shimi was a Mord B'malchus and had to die, but that's that's Shimi's cheshbon. But in terms of David's uh, relating to it, it was from Hashem. Okay, so now we said last week, friends, that there are two steps to this, right? And again, I need to work on this as everybody does. We said that there's, you know, it should be enough just to recognize things are from Hashem. And it said also, we have to go into the fact that there are challenges in life and the challenges build us. And the challenges that people give us are things to work with. Perhaps next time we'll go back to the challenges, but I just want to go uh, full. I was, I was debating how to go with this VOD. And then I just said, let's go full steam into Bitochon. Okay. Hashem Amarli Bitochon. I'm not sure really why. <laughs> but let's see. I want to share an insight that I have about Bitochon and we'll see if it'll be helpful. I believe it could be very helpful. Okay. And I want you, as we say this, take a moment. What's our picture of Bitochon? Most picture, pick, people picture Bitochon. It's something that's spoken about a lot. Living in Muna is a popular book today. Um, I think Baruch Hashem, it's, it's out there in Jewish consciousness, Orthodox Jewish consciousness. A lot of stories about Hashkacha or Hashem. People say Baruch Hashem, which is good. Um, people think about the fact that Rabbi Hashem was involved in life, which is good. I think it is pretty prevalent in the Jewish street, which is excellent, obviously. I think it's mostly prevalent, though, perhaps in an intellectual way. I want to share two questions, um, two points, which I think maybe Al Pizel we could shed a deeper light on Bitachon. Okay, one is this: that although it's a machlokas, many hold that Bitachon works. Whatever it means that Bitachon works, that's a big discussion. Maral, what does it mean that Bitachon works? I don't go into, but whatever effect Bitachon has or Sechard has, etc., it works even if you're a Russia. I think the way some say it, even if you're an, generally an evil person, right? You don't do too many mitzvahs. You don't do give that much staka, but you have bitachon. It registers, and it registers big time, right? I think they say even even a ganav has bitachon. It, it it's it's it affects things, right? So what's that about? Like why does why does why does bitachon of all things work? And it's specifically the it's specifically you know, I'm not speaking comprehensively, but just for my general Jewish knowledge. We hear more the idea that bitachon works for Russia, works for Ghanav more than other things. Why, why should bitachon work for Ghanav? Question number two is based on a source called the Maral, 
in, in the Ramchal, excuse me, in one of his less known books. Of course, the Ramchal's three main books are the Mesilas Yisharim, the Das Tfunas, and the Derech Hashem. But then the Ramchal has many books, Api Kabbalah, deeper books, which unfortunately I haven't learned too many of them, but here and there you get something. So one of the things I've learned from the Ramchal and seen many times is that he has an awesome piece, I think it's in a saber called Otsros Ramchal, called Drush Be'inyan Akivui. The uh, Drush, the, I don't know how to translate Drush, but the, the statement or the, 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 the sermon, if you will, about Kivui. Okay, Kivui means to hope. Al-Kei-Nikaveh. Al-Kei-Nikaveh. Kivui is, is hoping to Hashem, which is around the same thing as Bitafon. So for our purposes right now, of course, they're not exactly the same, uh, my cards are always on the table, but we're going to group those two things together, Bitachon and Kivui. Okay, and he says like this, the, the famous Pesach in Yeshaya says, Those that hope to God will get extra strength. Yeah, they will get wings like eagles. Uh, uh, they will fly. They'll, they'll move and they'll be, and they won't be tired, etc. Beautiful Pesach. If you have hope to Hashem, then you're going to fly. You get eagle's wings, nothing can stop you. Awesome. What are these eagle's wings for? So Rabbeinu Ramchal says, in a deeply inspired piece, which again, everybody should see it, even if you, you know, you can find it. Drush bin Yenakibwe, translate it, pay someone to learn it with you. You know, my brother-in-law, Elio Shlita, had a friend who was dying, and he said he can't say how many times he learned this piece with his friend and how much physic did his friend. His friend left this world with Simcha because of this Peace. But uh, it's a very powerful piece. Something you should learn. I try to see it at least a year, every year or so, you know, not religiously, but Drush Anyway, so the Ramchal says, what what Aver do you need? Where, where's this wing getting you? So you know where the wings get you, get you out of hell. You know? <laughs> that means when nothing else is when you're down there, when you're down there toasting, yeah, and it's hot. The, the kivui gets you out. That's the that's the aver. Yalo aver The the bitachon gets you out. So these two sources, like, what is it that what does the bitachon work so? How does bitachon work so in such a crazy way, right? Even if for Russia, even if you're sitting in Gehenna, it gets you out, right? And we're putting kivui and bitachon together. So I'll tell you my understanding. I'm not sure if I heard it from anybody. Macabalini. I'm pretty sure I'm right, but uh, you know, take it. I'm not. I'm certainly not an expert in these areas. So you could share it with someone who knows more and see if they agree. But I think like this, and what I'm about to say is for sure a true general structure. The only question is whether my application is right, which is this, which is a very powerful Hashkafic idea to give over a little bit. Um, there's things, there's a Seder, and there's things that beat the Seder. There's, there's a normal way you have to do things, and there are times when you can jump, right? Arvad is very much an example of trying to go in a Seder. Right, we don't necessarily know where we're going. We're trying to make small steps towards something. Right, Yom Tov is a time which is spoken about in some of the swarm. As a Pesach is a time of dilug, diglo dilug You can jump a little bit on Pesach, but you know, generally in our life, we try to progress step by step, and then there are jumps. A person in his own life knows that sometimes you have to you want to work on your marriage. You have to go step by step, and sometimes suddenly something will happen. Whoo, big jump. There's a big jump. There are things that go in a seder dick away. And things that go in a non-seder way, and that's how it is in the and just like we find in the in the down here world of midos and things like that, it's like that in higher levels of reality and high, higher levels of existence also, right? Many people, right, us from our Muslim perspective, will say the truth, not just from a Muslim perspective, that many people are trying to jump too fast 
too far and end up falling because they're not on solid ground, right? That's why we work on Hermitas because we want to be on solid ground. Absolutely. But there is something going called pushing past and going sometimes in a non-Seder way right through. I'll give you a great example. You want to get your kid into a snazzy uh, Talmud Torah, Cheder, high school, Yeshiva high school, whatever you want to call it, right? The Seder is you have to go to, there's a big waiting list two years ahead of time. You have to call the Manal, say Shalom Aleichem. And the next year, I'm going to build this up. Next year, you have to you bring him uh, Shalach Manis. And eight months later, you have to go into his office again and say, well, you know, you like your child to come. And five months later, then you give the application. And then you have to get seven recommendations. And then you have to go again, etc. And that's the Seder. Because there is, in fact, a long waiting list. And this is just how they, they have to funnel out, you know, the thousands of applicants they have. And then hopefully your kid will get into the school. Okay, there's another thing. That didn't work or you didn't do it, et cetera. You go into his office and you start crying your head off and you tie yourself to this chair. You say, I'm not leaving until I hear a yes about my son. And you're really crying. You know, I'll tell you, if someone came into my office and tied himself to my chair, I would take the chair and move it out. But they started crying. I don't think I could stand against it. You know what I mean? I don't know if I could. Probably by me, the crying would be enough. You know, just tying yourself to a chair, a little drama. You saw in some movie, get out. You know what I mean? But if you start crying, you know, really you cry. I don't know if I could, I don't know if I could. That's, but that's not, there's no say to that. It's Meala Seder, right? It beats it because it gets, now, why is that? Let's, let's analyze that, right? When you tie yourself to the chair, by the way, my wife, no, well, I'm not, this is not a practical, this is not practical though. My wife told me about a woman that she knows, she said she got on a plane, she went to England and she told, you know, that's it. She got the Manal, you have to take my daughter. That's it. So there are things that you just can't stand against. Right now, why is that? Because why is that? Why why can't why can't st- someone stand against tears? Right, even when things are closed. Shari, you know, Shari Tefillah is ninal today. Shari tomorrow is lo ninal. Right, you see someone who has a kach of bechi, you have to appreciate that person because his prayers get to places that no one else's prayers go. Shari tomorrow is lo ninal. Right, the the, the shari of dim is an is a ninal. So we're touching on deep things here. I know we don't usually do that so much in the Bible, but it's good a little bit. And I think I think that the idea is like this because you're getting you're hitting a very very deep place, right? When that menahel, when that principle sees how much you really care, and you really mean it, you know what I'm saying? So then, then, then the seder is important, right? Right? I didn't mean to be mizalzalin. I didn't mean to make fun of it. It's important that things go. There are bureaucracy. Every place needs bureaucracy. There's an order to doing things. But when something something is so pronounced so meaningful, so so full of heart, it can break through a Seder and create its own Seder, right? I was thinking like this. Again, this is this is for sure a true concept because I've seen it in a lot of different places, but let's give it a possible application. Elul, Rosh Hashanah, Eresaris Mechuvah, Yom Kippur. Those are, there's a Seder there. Elul, I need to love Dodi, Dodi, Lee, then Rosh Hashanah, right? Eresaris Mechuvah for sure. But Ni'ilah is not a time of Seder. Ni'ilah, the, the gates are closing. Get on the train. You get on the train now, you don't know where it's going to take you. I, you didn't do the Seder, you're right, but you can break the Seder. It could be you'll go meet a in general, like that, the 13 meters Sarachim. Right? What is that? You say these 13 things, and what? What? I didn't do Chuva. I didn't read the Rambam. I didn't read Shari Chuva, but you're really screaming your head out. You'll go meet a Sarachim. It could be it does something because it goes to a higher place. You'll go meet a Sarachim. Everybody knows Echad is one, eight. Four, right? 13. You're going to connect to a higher place. 
So, okay, so we, we shared a lot of ideas right now, but my understanding of bitachon, based on these sources, is, is that's the idea. It goes to a higher place. You're right, a Russia, other things that Russia does, it's it's messed up because he's a Russia, you know. Again, Hashem, Hashem gives scar for everything. But a Russia, bitachon means, like, it's you and me, Rabboni Shalom. Like, we're so close to each other. Like, I know that that's really what bitachon is. Bitachon means I'm not looking at my job, and I'm not looking at my parnas, and I'm not looking at my ishtadlis, I'm not looking at what people do. I'm looking, it's just me and you. I'm looking straight at you. So the person who has bitachon is breaking through all the all the steps. That's kind of what he's doing, really, right? If you think about it. I'm just I'm going straight to the president. Like I, I don't want to talk to I don't want to talk to an officer. Like I, I don't want, I'm not going through anything. And it has that cough to just go straight up to the straight, straight to the melech. Hashem has it now. Let me just add one thing for those that don't know. As the Ramchal mentions in Derek Hashem. There's a Seder upstairs, just like there's a Seder downstairs. I forgot which way it said it. The Malchus above is like the Malchus below, or the Malchus below is like the Malchus above. I don't, I don't remember exactly which way the Chazal say it, but it's the same point. Just like today, right? You want to go tell you, you know what? I want to go talk. To, I have to talk to Biden. Why? Because, because there's problems with my taxes. You don't talk to Biden about your problems with your taxes. You have to go talk to the you have to go talk to the guy in the IRS. If you're not scared to walk in there, I personally wouldn't walk in there. But you're right. You have to talk to him, and then he talks to his supervisor, and he talks to his supervisor, and then maybe he goes to the SAR, you know, the Minister of the Interior. You can't go to Biden, but let's say you go straight to Biden. You know, if you can break through everything and get to Joe's ear, he, he he's going to listen to you. So that's really what happens with Bitachon. Bitachon means there's a, just like up down here, there is an order to things. Bitachon is this tremendous closeness to Hashem, which we have, which just breaks through everything. Okay? And therefore, that's why perhaps it works so powerfully. Because the whole point of Bitachon is outside of the Seder of things. It's you connecting straight to Hashem, right? As opposed to Biden, but you can't get to. Guess what? With Hashem, you can get them. But if a Jew, you really have to, you have to pour it on. Okay, that was my insight. So that's why it would work even for Russia. And that's why I'll get you out of hell because you're going, you're talking straight to the boss. It's tears talking straight to the boss. You're going straight to the principal in a way that the principal can't refuse. Okay, that, that's my theory. Okay, again, the basic idea of Seder, not Seder is for sure true, that it comes in, whether that's the, whether that, that will explain certain phenomena we see about talking is true. I think it's pretty much what the Ramchal is saying over there in Drush Binyan Akivu. You can look up yourself. So, I, so I'm pretty sure this is the idea. I, just, I, I never spoke it over with someone who knows more about this stuff. So not 100% confident. Okay, now, so yeah, I hope everybody heard something uh, special. I think it's a special thing that we taught today. Now, how does that relate to our work today? Why did I, why did I share this with everybody? So I'll tell you like this. I think, I think that, that will help us with this, meaning... You can't just, when I'm taking, when I'm trying to work with bitachon on something serious like a, like a, um, a grudge that I feel, right? So it's not enough that it's just intellectual. That, that's really where I'm trying to get to. Now, just, right? We all have a certain intellectual bitachon. Things in life are from Hashem, right? But, but you have to be a little more emotional, I think I think with with an intellectual bitachon alone, I don't know if you're going to beat your grudges, but it has to be a hartziga bitachon. Now, what do I mean a hartziga bitachon? What do you mean bitachon is an intellectual thing? It's not an intellectual thing. Let's say your uncle, right? Let's say you have an uncle who's who's not the wealthiest guy in the world, and he would come to you and say, you know what? Think about something you really need, right? Like I'll tell you, you know, I 
personally, I, I don't want to even like saying this mushal. I'm just saying it's a mushal because I'm very happy. Hashem has been super good to me. So I don't want to make it sound like uh, this. But uh, I had a dream. You know, I own an apartment in French Hill and I rent in Gibbada Miftar. We have a great deal. We've been there for 10 years, right? But if you ask me, like, what would be really nice? You know, if someone comes to me and say, you know what? I have a nice apartment for you somewhere you would want to live in Yerushalayim, which is big enough for you, which is which is new with new pipes. You don't have to do that. You don't have to rent and rent and then argue with your advice about, about broken air conditioners. And, you know, I'm fixing things in two different apartments and I try to be a good tenant. I don't want her to raise the rates. I pay for this air conditioner. I pay for their air conditioner. You know what I mean? I'm not such a businessman. I'm busy. You know, eh, you know, so you say like, no, it's really going to be, it's going to be, and someone would just walk over me and uncle would walk over to me. My aunt in Florida. You know, my aunt, my aunt calls it, David, you know, I was thinking about it. I'm all the kids. You're always, a nice, <laughs> you're always nice to me. I'm, you know, what? how can I help you? You go get what apartment you would like in your shalim that's big enough for you and Dean and the kids. And, uh, and uh, I only have three at home now. You can figure out three. And I'll think, you know, I would be like, I wouldn't just be intellectually like, oh, thank you, Diane, for doing that for me. I understand you are going to put the money in my bank account. Todaraba. Thank you. Let's write a nice letter. Go get a Hallmark card for it, Diane. It's I would be overwhelmed with, with good feeling. It will be in my heart. My heart will be full, right? So I think a lot of times our bitachon, uh, bitachon is a big concept, but I think a lot of times our bitachon is an intellectual bitachon. It's like, it's not, it's not, it's not with the feeling. It's not with love. It's not that we're carried away by it. It's not that we're in love with God, that he's really doing this for us, which shows it's not really, has, we haven't really gotten there. Because if we would really get there, then we would have more feeling, right? That's because, well, let's think for a second. What's worth more? You know, that apartment in Yushalayim, you know, I have to tell you guys something else just because it came up. It's, it was, it's a terrible thing. I thought, <laughs> uh, I'll tell you in a second, but right. What, what means more that, or the fact that I have a nice career, all the things Hashem gave me, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 you know, I definitely believe Hashem gave them to me, believe many of them, you know what I mean? My good health, my this, believe that I don't want to make myself an iron heart. Right. But it's worth more than the apartment. I mean, let me say I live somewhere that's nice and I own an apartment. So here it's, you know, why, why is the extra 2 million shekels that would help take me over, move me so much? Not worth more than me than that, but I'm not intellectually connected to it. You know what I'm saying? I should be in, I should be in love with the Rona Shalom all the time for all the things he's given me. So we have to learn to take the bitachon a little bit into our heart. That's what I was trying to get to. Like if we, in the words, how, how does this relate to the, what I said at first, Rabosai? Again, we're, we're finishing the next four or five minutes. Just, I mean, I was trying to show from the Ramchal and all that how big a topic Bitachon is. Now, Bitachon is like going straight to the Ronashon. Yeah? Now, when we have that intellectual picture of Bitachon, and we relate to our lives, we understand that Bitachon is really, it's about a relationship. A relationship with Hashem. Now, how does that relate to, to Akpada? Because I think when we have that type of feeling a little bit, that's when we can chisel away at the, uh, at the, at the Akpadas we feel. Yeah, it makes sense. You see, because because when Hakpada is emotional, right? I feel an emotional thing. I want to relate to, I don't want to feel so angry at that person because I want to see him as a shleik from Hashem, but my seeing him as shleik of Hashem is all is all intellectual. But if I can generally get to an emotional, you know, bitachon, uh, so it could be it would work better. Okay, well, so this is a hatsa'a, it's an idea. Maybe everybody. Maybe everybody is saying, no, bitachon alone works without all this. But it could be that adding this added aspect of bitachon, of closest to Hashem, etc., is what's going to make our bitachon that much more real, that much more connected, that much more that we can 
we can touch it. Okay, if nothing else, at least we spoke about talking a little bit. I just want to talk to you about how, how far our feelings away from Avodah Hashem, the perfect personal example, which is so, I, we were talking about Mashiach in Yeshiva a little bit, you know, and uh, let's take us too long now, and it's already late. It's already 5.31. I don't want to take everybody's time too long. But, uh, you know, we're supposed to wait for Mashiach. So I wanted to describe to my Talmud what it means to wait for something, right? So I ordered recently something called Fiddler, which is supposed to be like uh, better than cotton swabs for your for your earwax, yeah? So if you ask me, like, I'm waiting for that package, right? It's like interesting to me. When is it going to come? I have to go to the Macaulay. I got the email and I'm going to go, but I'm waiting for it. It's not just like this intellectual thing. Oh, perhaps the, it's a stupid 60 shekel thing, but we're waiting for it. You know, when it comes to Mashiach, it's just like, oh, you know, we're not emotional. It's, it doesn't, it's not, it's not tofesis. It doesn't grab us at all. So these concepts, we have to get, we have to get our heart going a little bit uh, to grab us. A little Rahman Ali Baboy. You're waiting for Mashiach means like you're waiting. Are you waiting? It's not like it's not just I believe Mashiach will come. No, no, no. Achakalo is that I'm waiting for him. Like I'm, I'm waiting for the package. I'm waiting for the Amazon delivery. I'm waiting for the prime. I'm waiting for him. So just a similar, which just a similar uh thing I wanted to share. Just like here, the bitachon, we have to take the bitachon from just being intellectual to being more emotional. We have to take Mashiach from being intellectual to being emotional. But again, just to finish, that's what I want to try another week or two. To work with this concept again, we have to. Everybody could work their way. My idea is, how can we get our bitachon to hit the grudges if we take our bitachon in a more emotional way, in a more heartsig way, in a more "I love you, Hashem. You're running my life. You've done so much for me." And this thing, which feels negative through this person, it was also from you for my best because you love me. That can crack the that can crack the grudge a little bit. Okay, everybody gets uh, your iron, you the idea? Okay, so something to work with. Okay, uh, so so next week, I think we'll probably, next time we'll try something different than Bitachon, but I think we gave a lot about, about Bitachon to work with, and I wish everybody had Slacha, and we should have a good week and only good things. All the best.